They say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But what about a glass of apple cider vinegar? Hey there, welcome to Hangry Thoughts, the podcast where we dish out on the best bites on intuitive eating, nurture a healthy relationship with food, and of course, bust some nutrition myths, because fork diet culture. I'm your host, Abby Roberts, non-diet intuitive eating dietitian and an ADHD girly, here to guide you through a joyful journey towards feeling amazing in your own skin and enjoying all foods. Join me as we navigate the world of food with a fresh perspective where guilt-free nourishment and mindful eating take center stage. Together, we'll tackle the myths that may leave you feeling a little hangry or hungry for the real facts. So grab your fork, your favorite snack, and let's dive into the Hangry Thoughts podcast because it is time to embrace a vibrant, satisfying, and empowered approach to food and wellness. Apple cider vinegar. Now, as far as home remedies go, apple cider vinegar, or ACV, which I'll probably be calling it from here on out just because it's kind of a mouthful, it's fairly well known. It has supposed benefits ranging from increased energy all the way to improvement of chronic health conditions. And of course, back in college, because it's always back in college with me, (laughs) my toxic days, I tried almost every health trend known to man in the name of skinny, and (sighs) apple cider vinegar was, of course, among them, because why wouldn't it be, right? Why not? Popular claims of, you know, it being effective for weight loss made this feel like a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't I try something as harmless as drinking a shot of apple cider vinegar a day if I could lose weight? So what is apple cider vinegar good for? Well, there's touted health benefits of it, including losing weight, preventing type 2 diabetes, relieving heartburn, that one kind of baffles me, lowering lowering cholesterol, reducing varicose veins, whitening teeth, reducing dandruff, improving acne, boosting energy. And that's not even an inclusive list. Those are just like the most popular things that we hear of when someone says, oh my god, I've been doing a shot of apple cider vinegar a day with my morning routine. And what's funny is, if you would have asked 2014-2015 Abby, hey, why are you taking shots of ACV? Are you actually noticing benefits? I bet your ass you would have got some bullshit answer along the lines of, oh my god, I swear by it. Or my skin is so clear and my energy is unmatched. However, I truly felt no different. You know, now that I'm older, wiser, looking back, I just had worse heartburn, (laughs) a nasty taste in my mouth, and a sour tummy. And your girl was already having terrible stomach pains, um, bouts of IBS, and horrendous heartburn where I was on, on, oh my god, oh my god, on omeprazole because my heartburn was so bad. And, you know, of course, I'd gone to the doctor and the doctor's like, well, it's probably because you're, you know, not eating the certain foods or exercising well. When I was terribly restricting myself and terribly um, spending time in the gym for just amounts of time that no one should be spending time in the gym with. 
And the doctor didn't ask those types of questions, just gave me a meprazole and said, best of luck, Julia. Now, there is some research that suggests that vinegar may have some quote unquote fat fighting effects, though at least in rats being fed a high fat diet. <laughs> it's of course rats again. If you listen to the sugar is addictive episode, you get what I'm doing. So are we seeing a trend? The fat fighting effects of vinegar were observed in a very small study on rats along with a host of other benefits. So I will link that study in the show notes. Rats were fed high fat diets that were also supplemented with vinegar and they saw that they gained less weight. They had blood sugar levels that were more stable, cholesterol and lipid levels within normal limits. And they had those quote unquote normal BMIs than rats without vinegar supplementation. So of course the conclusion was that vinegar had satiating um, anti-hyperlipidemic and hypoglycemic effects that seemed to prevent the atherogenic risk. And that sounds really promising, but these rats were getting doses of vinegar at seven milliliters per kilogram of weight per day. So what is that the equivalent to for a fucking fucking human? <laughs> if, if a human of 185 pounds were to be doing that same thing, it would be nearly 12 cups of vinegar per day. Like, Jesus. Gross. <laughs> and given other studies observed, there was esophageal damage from consuming vinegar. So uh, this would be extremely unhealthy and unsafe. It's unlikely that a dose that is the equivalent of a few hundredths of what the rats were getting, so like a tablespoon of vinegar, vinegar for an adult, would have the same effect. ACV has been touted as a superfood from the time it came into the wellness space. And if you're unfamiliar, the term superfood is a category of food that is <laughs> super healthy. And I know, groundbreaking. But what's funny, if you were to Google superfood, it becomes apparently obvious that there is zero definition of criteria to be met in order to be a quote unquote superfood. And not all quote unquote healthy foods are than superfoods. So essentially, food that is high in nutrients and low in calories just really falls into the superfood category. And so I was like, all right, what is what is Google going to give me if I look this up? Well, according to them, superfoods are rich in antioxidants, minerals, vitamins, and some have fiber, flavonoids, and sometimes healthy fats. <laughs> this is a, a quote from them as well on Google. Most superfoods come from plants, but fish and dairy can make the cut too. <laughs> hey? So is like any food a superfood with like fancy pants on? Or, you know, it, the, the most popular and recent example of superfoods is ACV. Now, this is not a, a new uh, revelation. This is not like ACV just all of a sudden became realized of like this really healthy health promoting benefit packed supplement this has been going on for quite some time and actually Katy Perry Scarlett Johansson the Kardashians were big proponents of ACV as we know if a celeb swears by a product 
we must have it because it must be true. Even though we all know that behind the scenes, they got other stuff that's going on that is actually creating these body changes that maybe isn't super sustainable, that maybe is costing thousands and thousands of dollars, that maybe is including surgery or Facetune or Photoshop. Fans of ACV have made really wide claims of its benefits, and these things have included uh, soothing a sore throat, decreasing cholesterol, stopping dandruff, and kickstarting fat-burning effects. So in this episode, we are going to talk all about where did ACV come from? Who is this founder, Paul Bragg? Is he a big old fat liar? And are these effects too good to be true? I'm reading this straight from Bragg.com. Paul Bragg realized it more than 100 years ago in 1912 that we share a deep desire towards quote-unquote healthy It was this fast-forward thinking realization that our bodies naturally crave a healthy balance that led Paul to create Bragg Live Foods, America's original health food company. It has evolved into a shared movement for healthier, happier lives. That begins with what we put into our bodies, then flows into other aspects of our lives. With an ever-expanding portfolio of ingredient-led products, Backed by a century of time-tested wisdom, Bragg remains passionately focused on helping each individual eat better, feel better, and enjoy a healthful and vibrant life. Yeah, right. So why is it that organic, non-GMO, no preservatives, no artificial flavors food have the most intricate family-oriented stories on their back labels? (laughs) Right? Like... I feel like every time you go to click on or not click on every time you go to the store and you see some kind of product with all of that over its label, you turn over the back and they literally give you their entire life like sob story or about how like their family is like these sustainable farmers and they just want to live on the land. Meanwhile, like goldfish is over here just saying the snack that smiles back and I'm like, fuck yeah, brother, let's go get some of that. So on this Bragg website, it also reads, we say no to any additives in our products and only use the purest ingredients without cane sugar, added sulfites, oh my, or artificial colors. We say yes to delivering health benefits with every Bragg product. That means our wellness solutions support weight management, heart health, anti-inflammatory diets, gut health. Like, yeah. That's a whole heck and a lot of buzzwords. Now, this is going to be a story, yes, about ACV and how it came to be this health, a miracle of health products, but it's also going to be a story about the founder, Paul Bragg. Now, Paul Bragg has more products than just ACV. They have other popular products like liquid aminos and nutritional yeast, both proudly boasting on their labels, gluten-free, natural alternative, packed with protein and vitamins, sugar-free, basically just like yelling these claims at you. Now, 
I, I'm sure that you have seen these products in the store. They're kind of everywhere. And especially in 2014, 2015, they were like really promoted on the market. And it seemed like everyone and their mother was using Palsy Bragg products, especially these three. So Liquid Aminos is more of this like healthier soy sauce alternative, quote unquote. And then Nutritional Yeast is like this um, like yellow powder um and actually, I don't really know all of the things that are in it. So I'm actually going to look this up. But it's a dairy-free food seasoning flavored, um, especially by vegans for it's like cheesy or favored, sorry, by vegans for it's like cheesy umami rich flavor. Okay. I Yeah. I knew this. I didn't really know how to like explain that to you. So what are like some of the benefits that they claim nutritional yeast is good for? They say that it's high in B vitamins, um, especially B12. It offers plant-based protein, may help lower cholesterol, yada, yada, yada. Um, the liquid aminos is more so getting it's, it's healthy. It's better than soy sauce because they're saying that it's like lower in sodium or like doesn't have MSG. Cool, 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 cool. So, Paul Bragg is the original founder and healthy life crusader as he kind of promotes his brand as of himself, opening Bragg's health food store in 1912. He labeled himself as a life extension specialist. And then Patricia Bragg, his adopted daughter, this gets, this is an important point for our story has been carrying on his legacy after he died for 65 years, yet when I was doing all this research, I found that she passed as of this year, 2023. So books from the Braggs include The Bragg Healthy Lifestyle, Healthy Living at Any Age. The gist of this book is this. Learn the Bragg Healthy Lifestyle that can keep you ageless. Their proven system of body purification, toxic diets, and healthy habits helps cleanse your body of toxins to strengthen nerves, increase energy, enhance mental clarity, and promote longevity. You are what you eat, drink, breathe, think, and do is the Bragg motto. Basically, their plan follows many do's and don'ts, including, okay, <clears throat> let me crack those knuckles, roll those shoulders back, all right, do's, do, Fast one day a week to detoxify your system. Don't. Don't eat refined sugar, distilled vinegar, salty foods, white rice, <laughs> or flour, fried foods, saturated fats, or hydrogenated oils, coffee or caffeinated teas, pork, smoked fish, and meat, canned soups, or food with preservative chemicals. Also, don't eat meat more than twice a week or fish more than several times a week. Do. Do get your protein from vegetable sources instead. Don't. Yet again. Don't rely on enemas, what the fuck, or high colonics unless you're sick or have extreme constipation. Oh, oh, okay. Another book by him is The Bragg Toxicless Diet. The third, The Miracle of Fasting Proven Throughout History. Now, this is also a very important book for our story. And within this book, Paul writes, you have nine doctors at your command. Dr. Sunshine, Dr. Fresh Air, Dr. Pure Water, Dr. Good Natural Food, Dr. Fasting, 
Dr. Exercise, Dr. Rest, Dr. Good Posture, (laughs) and Dr. Human Mind. In this book, he claimed that he tutored his sister, Louise, to good health. Okay, remember that. And then lastly, his book, Water, the Shocking Truth. And I just, I wanted to share the the cover of this book and all of the things that it claims. So on the cover, it says, water can make or break your health. And then water in really big white letters. Stop fluoride. Learn why the water you're drinking may look pure and safe, but is it? That reminds me of like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't remember what year this was. I was like young when she said this. She was like making fun of commercials or like, I think it was the news actually. She was making fun of the news and how they'll be talking about something like, and up next, is what you're eating for dinner safe? And Ellen DeGeneres goes, is it peas? Well, she's like eating peas with her dinner. (laughs) So it says water, the shocking truth that can save your life. Water is the key to all body functions, heart, circulation, digestion, bones and joints, muscles, metabolism, assimilation, elimination, sex, glands, nerves, energy. Water is essential for health and healing. Alrighty, Rue. So that is a whole lot of things on just a book cover. So now that you know a little bit of his work, a little bit of the kookiness, shall I say, of Paul Bragg. Let's talk about him and his life. Paul C. Bragg, or I'm just going to call him Bragg from here on out, was born in Fairfax County, Virginia in 1881. His father, as Bragg uh, reports, was a splendid farmer. And Bragg was the eldest of 16 siblings. Paul participated in the 1908 London and the 1912 Stockholm Olympics as a member of the U.S. wrestling team. In 1922, Bragg was in charge of the physical education department of the San Luis Obispo High School. And around 1926, he became an entrepreneur in the health field, writing his weekly health columns for the Los Angeles Times. He also gave health lecture tours, which afterwards he then offered private health consultations for a whopping $20, which in today's dollars, this is $425. He wrote his first book, The Cure Yourself, in 1929. This quickly turned around and karma bit him in the ass because in 1930, he was sued in federal court by St. Louis Estes, Estes, a LA Times, LA, sorry, oh my God, a LA based raw food health lecture and manufacturer claiming copyright infringement, stating a 1929 publication of Bragg is a rearrangement of material in an earlier book on raw food written by Estes. So just let all of that sink in. We just covered where he was born, where he's from, how he started as like a physical education teacher, all of a sudden, giving these lectures for in today's dollars 425 bucks doing this book that was literally just plagiarized and getting sued that's a whole lot in like a very short amount of time 
1931, the Bureau of Investigation of the AMA, or the American Medical Association, issued an article on Bragg which stated he was a food fattist. Bragg held pseudoscientific views about dieting and disease. He also stated things that, you know, tonsillitis is the result of people eating mucus-forming foods. And, you know, the more and more that I read about Bragg, he was, like, obsessed about mucus and phlegm. I don't know why, but it's kind of nasty. <laughs> he also said that cancer is caused by gooey, slimy foods. There he goes again with, like, mucusy textures. And that colds are caused by the consumption of white bread or ice cream. Specifically, white ice cream. What? Bragg firmly opposed the use of white bread and white flour and sold a substitute for each because naturally. He also believed that you could prolong your lifespan by these things. Deep breathing, fasting, eating only organic foods, drinking distilled water, juicing, and exercising. Now, I get what you're probably thinking. All right, some of that checks, some of that checks. And a lot of people are promoting those things today, but also like WTF, you know, like it's uh, like we're starting to see this pattern of some of his thinking. A lot of it is kind of this like salesman pitch of big buzzwords, but there's really not a whole lot of facts to follow it up with. Kind of reminds me of modern day Fitzbos, modern day health coaches, modern day people on Instagram with a large following selling you AG1. So in 1932, one of Bragg's products called the OK Lax were actually seized from the market for misbranding with a false and fraudulent curative effects. <laughs> This man literally had his his shit seized from the shelves because they were like, whoa, buddy, red flag. Bragg advertised the product as a miracle substance in cleansing one's intestines to cure catarrh, which is an inflammation of mucous membranes in one of the airways or cavities of the body, usually in reference to the throat or the paranasal sinuses. He also said that it would cure asthma and diabetes. So this is like a wide array of things that this one product is claiming to cure. The U.S. Department of Agriculture revealed the product's ingredients were bark, ground leaves, fruit, roots, and a laxative drug. In 1933, the court ordered the product be destroyed. So it took them, honestly, less than one year to say, mm-mm-mm. Uh, 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 we are shutting this down. So as, as if this guy wasn't already doing the absolute most to sell quackery, he was arrested and then charged with practicing healing art without a license in 1935. So you can see that it's like every year or two, this guy has something else cooking up. Although Bragg claimed advanced scientific degrees in newspaper and magazine interviews, even including his 1975 People article, there's no documentation. Zero zip nada. The 1940 federal census showed him living on National Avenue in Burbank, California, 
and gives his age as 45 and the highest attained academic grade for him was only one year of high school. But more confusion arises when we look at books by Bragg. The, the book by him, The Shocking Truth About Water, appends the titles of ND or nat- naturopathic doctor and PhD behind his name. Although in earlier books he published under his name prior to his death, um, the Bragg Apple Cider Vinegar System, which was in 1972 that it was published, and A Building Powerful Nerve Force, published in 1973, uses titles ND and PhD, not PhD, and editions printed after his death further indicated this. Now, this is the point in the story where I begin to uncover all that is fucked up and pretty much erase everything that I just said. (laughs) And what was so bonkers about researching this episode was the more in-depth that I went into this bro's history, the more confused and just baffled I became. As we know, he purported to be born in 1881 in Fairfax County, Virginia, which is honestly the first big red flag. Because why just the county? Why not specifically the town or the city? Like, who says that? Like, if I were to say, I was born in Maricopa County, Arizona. Like, what? No one says that. Genealogical research shows that he was born on February 6, 1895 in Batesville, Indiana. So he wasn't born in 1881. He was born in 1885. So he's lying about the year he was born and where he was born. And he actually grew up with his parents, Robert and Caroline, and two brothers, James and John. So he didn't have 16 siblings that he was the eldest of. And do we remember Louise, the sister that he apparently healed in his book? She didn't exist. She did not exist. And remember how his dad was a splendid farmer? His dad worked at a U.S. printing office. So to add to the lies of his family and upbringing, there is also no record of him in the Olympics. Note his sly wording on being a member of the team, but not a wrestler. So that is something with Bragg. That was really this pattern that I started to notice. He's really good at marketing. He's really good. Actually, I don't even know if really good is accurate because he got caught every single time. In 1929, Bragg also divorces and remarries. And the reason why this is important and the reason why I'm not sharing, you know, his first wife and his second wife and all of that, because, you know, we don't have time for that. But this is important because on his Florida marriage license, his stated age is 49. However, he would have been 35 or 36 at the time. Anyways, they soon divorced. (laughs) And you know what also is so on brand for him. He was an anti-vaxxer and he was one of those guys that said that these vaccines, immunizations would give children autism. And yet he was selling really dangerous laxatives in his products. 
Mm-hmm. Through it all, ACV was his biggest claim to fame and probably what most of us know this guy for. His book, Bragg ACV Miracle Health System, is the product to blame for his massive fucking vinegar obsession. Now, Patricia, oh, is that that name? Oh my God. I keep rebooting in these episodes. Oh, my, my ADHD runs too quickly for my mouth to catch up with it. So let me start over. Patricia Bragg. We didn't forget about her. We didn't forget about you. She is her own character and she has her own villain origin story. She once ate a Hershey bar and was quoted saying this. I got a terrible sore throat. I knew it was a sin. She says, same with alcohol. When I was 23, I drank a glass of champagne at a wedding and I threw up. She says, my dad said, you're allergic to alcohol. It dulls your brain. She never shaved her legs, painted her fingernails, or wore makeup, except for lipstick. After I turned 60, I just needed a little help, she said. Her father advised her to never wear a bra because it impedes circulation, but everything still stands up itself, she says proudly, demonstrating the pectoral exercises she does three times a day in two-minute sessions. She never pierced her ears, it exposes nerve endings, she said, and doesn't wear a wristwatch because she believes it cuts off circulation as well. She never had the desire to rebel against her father's teachings and sneak a cigarette or even take an aspirin. That was a lot. That was a lot. Patricia also sounds a little Trumpy in her reliance on celebrities to get her point across. And you'll, you might see what I mean when I read this quote. Steve Jobs called me five times saying, Patricia, I've got to see you. I've been reading the Bragg books since high school. Or J.C. Penney, a wonderful man, a brilliant man, a humble, so humble, told me we all have human angels. You're a human angel and so's your dad, he said. <laughs> I read that quote and I was like, wait, Patricia said that? <laughs> I'm like, this can't be real. This can't be real. A lot of apple cider vinegar claims are based on folk healing and medicine. And a lot of these claims focus on the fact that it's acidic, so meaning a low pH. But then the kicker of a lot of these claims also states that once you consume the apple cider vinegar, it turns alkaline. So now a high pH. Something that I think is really important to like add on to this fact is There are a lot of quote-unquote alkaline waters or drinks that are now sold in grocery stores. And then we also have these like health warriors, um, influencers that are telling us to have lemon water in the morning and to add it to our alkaline water. So the reason why all of this is so inaccurate and confusing and just wrong is because (laughs) lemon citrus, the citric acid in the lemon is a low pH. And if we are putting that into something that is alkaline, it's not going to make that water still alkaline. It's going to lower the pH. If we are drinking 
something that is acidic, ACV, it's not going to magically turn alkaline when we're ingesting it. Plus, our stomach acid is acidic and at a very low pH. So it's, it's confusing. And I also want you to think about this. If we were drinking or eating things of certain pHs, alkaline, acidic, whatever it is, and it was changing our internal, our, our um, homeostatic pH, that would be big trouble for us big trouble for us because our body needs to maintain a certain pH in order to promote and and carry out certain functions. Some also claim that other substances like honey are acidic, but then they say that apple cider vinegar can be dangerous, even diluted, you know, because it can hurt your soft tissues like your esophagus and damage tooth enamel. This part is right, especially if we rewind back to the beginning where these rats were having an insane amount, seven milliliters per kilogram of body weight of apple cider vinegar in order to have some of these health-touted effects. If a human was having that much of this, we 100% would have damage to our soft tissues. There is insufficient evidence for any claims on apple cider vinegar being effective or having these really long-term health effects or short-term. Bragg's claim to fame is apple cider vinegar. Bragg, the company, claims that their apple cider vinegar is organic, gluten-free, unpasteurized, and non-GMO. Now, the irony of all of this, Paul died of a heart attack in 1976. Four years prior He yet again lied about his age for the trillionth time to prove his methods and theories. There's a magazine published um, with a photo of him wearing a swimsuit, flexing, and the caption saying he is 91 years young. When in reality, because we know his actual birth date, he was 77. He wasn't 91. And then he died four years later. So... This man saying that, you know, all of these things that he's doing for his health is lowering his cholesterol, improving his blood sugar, is clearing his arteries, is um, giving him better heart health, is making his muscles stronger. He dies of a heart attack. And yeah, you know, at this time, 77 is pretty old, but there's also a lot of questioning of like, what is this guy's actual actual age? What year was he actually born? Where was he born? Who is his family? Um, how did he get into apple cider vinegar and all of these health promoting things? Something else that I found in like his early childhood and adulthood was he may have been, I don't know if it's fully true, diagnosed with tuberculosis and spent time in a sanatorium. And there are questions of if that kind of led him into this journey of being a health guru. So a palsy brag is a difficult character to, to unpack and uncover. He did a lot during his time. He spread a lot of quackery during his time with next to no education in 
the next to no, no education period and then zero education in the medical niche facility medical world and it it really makes you think you know yes a lot of these things are very extreme that he's claiming the things that he did and we still have people today claiming very similar things passing off information as facts yet have nothing to back it up or have studies like these rat studies where we're not really getting the full picture. So I think that this story is intriguing to say the least. And it also just kind of like opens our eyes to, huh, when we hear something on the internet, should we really just take it as fact? Or should we, should we maybe dig into it a little bit more? The last thing I want to say is apple cider vinegar do what you want with this information. I'm not here to tell you don't have apple cider vinegar. That is not the point of this episode. The point is more so to just lay out this story of the owner, of the guy that brought ACV to fame, and just bring you some of the facts to, is ACV really as health promoting as it says that it is? And on the flip side of this, are there other things that we could be doing that are actually health promoting, but most importantly, feel better mentally, physically, emotionally, financially when we're doing it? Those are my hangry thoughts for today's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope that you chuckled a little bit and just how insane some of these things are. And... I'm kind of speechless with this episode. There's so many things where I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what What was this guy doing? It's crazy to me. That is all I have for today. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.